I would like to welcome you back to the Escape to Autonomy podcast. We have a super, super cool show. I, I'm extremely excited. I have special uh, guest co-hosts. We have Michigan. How are you doing, Michigan? Good. How you doing, man? Dude, it's been a weird day, but I kind of like it, to be honest. I'm here. Yeah. And his ladybird, his lady ladybird, is also nice there. Yes. And our very special guest, Zero at Memeable Agorist on Twitter. The, yes. Yes, the sexy voice of Dissecting Liberty. Dude, I was literally <laughs> about to say that exact thing. Yeah, no, dude, it's fucking great voice. I'm just saying, I, I, I like to uh, sit on subwoofers and just let you talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you you could call me a pervert. I just say, you know, I know what I like, so I, I'm comfortable. Okay, all right. Anyways. You have you have some news. Something exciting is happening for you in the next couple of weeks. What, what's happening, Zero? What's what's changing your life forever very soon? Uh oh, yeah, my wife is about to give birth to a uh, baby girl. So oh. looking forward to that. Yeah, and so I, I decided that. I would ask all the based anarchist dads that I knew that were actually, you know, not just talking about it on Twitter, but actually making moves and doing things. And Michigan and Ladybird have three kids and they homestead, they do chickens. Tell tell everybody, let's let's hear some credentials out of you two. Well, yeah, we got three kids. We did all home births. We homeschool them. Uh, we do a little homesteading. The spot right now we don't do it here. We actually do it at my parents' house, but it's up the street, so it works great. We had chickens, goats, uh, farming. So yes, we. I also got uh, some special guests that sent me audio to play for you. Anyways, I also got uh, the Liberty Hippie. We have Texas Joe tonight, and I'm really fucking excited. So let's let's get into this. Um, for most people that are about to have a baby, not all in the case of Goon and Ladybird, but you're going <laughs> to you're going to go to the hospital. Typically, most most folks do. Yep. So like um, the way it happened for me was it was like fucking shit. She was up all night, like saying, I, but she thought she just didn't feel good, had gas, was sick or something. And after like six hours of this, we were like, no, let's go to the hospital. And we had only known she was pregnant for like a month at this point. And so we go to the hospital and it turns out that she's in labor at 22 weeks Ooh. and I was having two babies, not one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that, I, that was my experience. And my son was um, C-section. So that was planned. So like, this doesn't even really apply to me, but like get a kit together like now so that you can have it in the car and just ready like some fucking clean towels, a water bottle, you know, uh, something to puke in. Women do yeah. weird shit. There are home birth kits you can buy. Not not so much that you would need it because you're having a home birth, but it would be all the things packaged, sanitized, ready to go. For the hospital trip, it'd be. For the hospital yeah, trip. it'd like, be awesome. Yeah. That that would be a solid way to, to prep, I think. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, so keep what, your, would be, what would be included in one of those kits? Uh, just, I would think just Google it. No, okay. what would be, oh, what would be included? Gosh, um, <laughs> sterile everything. 
they don't there won't be any like surgical equipment or anything but I try, i'm trying to think what we got like different sets of gauze um it comes with like a little baby kit so it's got a onesie and a hat and blankets um it'll come with it's got like prep pads for like yeah for if you're gonna like if it happens in the car or on the bed like it's all waterproof okay yeah yeah i mean I shit if you've got a couple weeks, you could probably Amazon one of these bitches. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so, like, make your keep your car full until, yeah, just make sure you got gas in there. Um, when you get to the hospital, you're oh man, I I I've never had a good experience taking my wife to the hospital for a child. <laughs> It's always been bad. <laughs> so, like, I mean, my my experience is not. This is this is the shit that you need to go have normal friends, not me. Yeah, that's, that was my thought, that conversation. Like, man, we don't have normal stories at all, man. No, I I could talk to you about kids, but the very beginning, the birthing process was completely fucked for me. So, like. <laughs> Yeah, my life three pretty much kids th- couldn't get it right. <laughs> I had three kids in fifty-one weeks, dude. Don't judge me. I didn't. <laughs> I did not have long to learn. Um, <laughs> and I'm stupid on top of that. I, I'm a fucking retarded Irishman. I think I've done okay. Um, <laughs> where where I can come in is the post-birth. Um, be, be ready for your lady to be kind of out of it. And like doctors and nurses are going to be wanting answers from you. Okay. So try to be like aware and like understand that she may think that you're the scum of the fucking earth and she's probably right, but you've still got to handle all this, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, it, the doctors and nurses are generally pretty cool that I dealt with. Um, my next bullet point here is surviving your wife. Yep. Okay. Now, <laughs> this is serious shit, man. Okay. Anxiety uh, is rising. All right. <laughs> Goon, it's good to be scared. Goon, yeah. Goon, how, how did you, uh, how did you do it? Um, well, luckily the job I had at the time, I was able to take like a week and a half off of work afterward. So I could just got to stay home and do all the things at the house because she's in bed with a newborn, like recovering from birth and doing her thing. So that helped out a lot that I was able to just take over the house duties, not be gone at work all day. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully I'm getting a week off as well whenever oh, great. we have that so paternity that's leave awesome. that's based <laughs> yeah that's great man well oh, no awesome. I, i'm i'm taking vacation days so. no you you need to talk to your fucking boss and be like listen i could have a uterus <laughs> fuck with me and i might how about a week of paternity <laughs> leave you know well, oh yeah go. i didn't get paid i just took a week off <laughs> you can't take shit from a guy just because he's your boss yeah. Um, do your best to keep the pressure off your wife. Yep. Like as much as possible. It is your job to just, there's going to be a bunch of bullshit. They're going to like want you to do social security paperwork and all sorts of dumb yeah. shit. Don't even bother her with it. Like just make it go, make it happen. Keep that stress away from her because she's going to turn into a psycho. She can. Doesn't always, but postpartum depression is a fucking real thing, and it will eat mm-hmm. your soul. <laughs> Man, it, you think everything's great, and she'll snap. Like, just, it's not you. You're just the scum of the earth, and you're wrong. And you did this to her, because you <laughs> you did the sex on her, that poor, innocent girl. And... <laughs> you. <laughs> you fucking pervert. <laughs> Um, at this point, 
I, I, I have dealing with medical professionals as a bullet point and my experience was mixed doctors, especially baby doctors are generally really solid, good fucking people. It's the hospitals that I ran into trouble with, especially having 22 week old or, you know, my, when my girls were born, they were both less than two pounds like the size of my fucking fist, tiny babies. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was tough and they went through some shit, but when they were recovering and doing well, they were trying like to keep my kids sick. I felt like for the money and I don't mean to be like some crazy fucking conspiracy theorist, but it wouldn't be the first time this thing, this has been heard of like, right. Yeah there's a lot of money in sick kids, unfortunately. Um, so don't get pushed around, do a little bit of anything that you can do research on everything. I'm not telling you to land on one side or the other, but do look into what is in vaccines. So you are at least aware and mm -hmm. you can space vaccines. If you choose to vax your kids, that's on you but you can space it. So it's less of an attack on their immune system and make it easier on them. Sure. Easier on them. You know, they yeah. know that because I fucking didn't. And it, you know, it's just better that, you know, and make a, an informed decision because the important thing here is informed consent. And now you have to do that on behalf of your kid. You have to get informed for them. Yeah. I, and right. I mean, Right now, they're saying you should get the COVID vaccine. Do you trust them? <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> absolutely not. <sighs> Look into it. That's all I'm saying. Do, do your research on all these things. You don't have to worry about circumcision because girl, but. Yeah, yeah like that was something we thought about before our boys were born. And then everybody's like, oh, are you getting them circumcised? And like, Look, we didn't know doing it, but. It was one like we never even thought about that one. And it ended up being a big decision, but yeah, I mean, just just think it through and do do the research because you're going to be confronted with it. And trust me, I wish that's why I wanted to do this for you. Like just an hour of people talking and telling me, um, "Hey, I wish I would have known this when I did that." Right, <laughs> I'm no expert. I'm not claiming to be, but man, there's some shit I wish I would have known and done some research. So yeah. Um, when you go home, which will be, you know, maybe the next day, whatever, it'll be within Hopefully. a couple of days. Yeah. Yep. When you go home, your whole world is going to just drastically fucking change. You, you thought you had a schedule and you think you have to go to work. But that baby does not give a fuck what you think. Um, you still have to go to work is the hard part. The baby doesn't care. Right. <laughs> so, like, my my wife's advice on this would be to kind of have a schedule and set a schedule for that baby. Like, oh, you're sleeping, but you're going to wake up in 45 minutes and be hungry. So I'm going to feed you right before I go to sleep so I can maybe get three hours before you start being a little squalling asshole. Um, I'm just saying <laughs> three hour blocks. You can operate on three hour blocks. homie. it ain't yeah. easy. It ain't pretty, but you can fucking do it. Oh, you'll adapt. Yeah. You'll, you'll, yeah, that's all you can do really. And yeah. the good news is, is that they do sleep more as they get older. Like they're, it does level off. So like adjusting to the baby's schedule, make it for the baby. Don't let the baby make your schedule because the baby will fuck you into the ground. They're evil. <laughs> they're just, they're adorable. And I, I, I love babies, but they're fucking evil. And anybody that tells yeah. you they're fucking not is fucking lying to you. And I wouldn't do that. <laughs> okay? Honestly, honestly, I'm regretting uh, like not rescuing like these little baby birds 
that like you find on the sidewalk and you have to like feed them every 45 minutes with like a little yeah. drip little thing. <laughs> it's good training, bro. Like, yeah. Holy shit. So baby proofing. Oh, okay. Yeah, the baby proofing. They're, um, the first thing I'll say is you will never actually baby proof a house. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. But wait, it, how long does it take before they can like start crawling around? Um, well, it, it depends. It depends on the kid. <laughs> um, we have three. Our oldest wasn't doing it until he was like a little, walking it a little over a year. Yeah. And then our daughter, she was walk like full on running at nine months. Oh wow. For so your like, purposes, immediately. Yeah, you're yeah. Any stairs, you got to put up gates. Um, my youngest is a terror. We had to. With the other two, we never like the drawers in the kitchen. We never had to lock. With mm-hmm. him, we had to because he pull them out and climb up on the counter. He would use them oh, like sure. a ladder. Yeah, yeah. And he then he'd oh, be no. on the kitchen counter, and then it was. And he's like, yeah, like a year old at this point. Like, you can't be up on a kitchen counter. You're going to fall and break your neck or yeah. get into whatever. Who knows what's up there? That's a long drop. <laughs> yeah. <of> that size. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are rubber. I will tell you that. Joe did say they're, they're, they're resilient. They really yes. are. Babies are made of rubber. Like, yeah. They're tough little bastards. They are. They really are. They bounce. It's, it's yeah. surprising. <laughs> the first time you see it, like, <laughs> you should hear that now. At some point, your baby will bounce a little and yeah. you're freak out. Uh, but they're fine. They're good. Yeah, it's it, Don't don't freak out. <laughs> the worst thing you can do is freak out because then they look at you and they think that should be the response. Yeah, you've just oh, got to be so many, like, I gotta, I... Think they got hurt. And if you play it like, no, you're good. They they scrape their knee or whatever. You're like, no, dude, you're good. And they're they're good. Lock if you freak off. out, well, yeah, I've I've seen that, but I'm not. I gotta tell you guys, like, my wife will sometimes grab my hand and put it on her stomach, and if she like puts too much pressure, like I freak out because I I'm I'm worried that like I'm gonna hurt the oh, baby. Yeah. Just you're, even you're break the baby. Yes. No. No. Yes. No. no. You're not gonna break the baby. <laughs> Especially now, that baby's. Do. Yeah, that baby's. Safe as could be. Oh, yeah, dude. And you probably will have a couple days where you feel like you're going to break your newborn because it's this tiny little thing. Oh, it's fucking that terrifying. First, the first day or two, you're like, oh, my goodness, this tiny little person that I have to keep alive for the next 18 years. It's it's kind of a mind fuck. <laughs> Yeah, but just remember, mine were two pounds, and I managed to not break them. You're going, I mean, you're a giant. Your baby's going to be huge. You oh, understand yeah. me? My, <laughs> nine my, pounds? Eight pounds. Yeah, we all had eight pounds. We had eight pounders, three of them, so they were huge, and I still thought I was going to break them. But I think two uh, pounders, I can't. My wife went to the doctor today, and she said, I think, was it seven and a half pounds? Was like the, like the what, it, what, what it could be right now? That's okay. a good size yeah. baby. Yeah. Good size baby and, right yeah. And she's a small size girl. So. Yep. Well, it'll be fine. It's it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> not, especially my girl's not big, and these giant babies. It was wild. Big baby and little body. Yeah. That, that's that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um. Shout out, Ladybird. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> yeah, our last baby, like, she gave an unassisted birth. Like, we called the midwife. Midwife wow. didn't make it. When the midwife showed up, uh, Lady Bird is laying in bed holding our newborn. Like, oh wow, that is that is so fucking heavy metal. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> when it happened, like, I was not ready at all. It was like, okay, here comes the baby, and it was time. Um, I was still wearing a Pantera tour T-shirt when I caught the baby. So, like, the first thing he ever saw was Cowboys from Hell. <laughs> this is based. Oh, man. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it was... It's not for everybody, but yeah, it was quite the experience. 
I guess I don't, I don't have anything to compare it to. We did all three hours at home. Like, we never did the hospital thing. So. You're, you're going to have that son listening to heavy metal and you're like, you were born into this. Um, by the time he could talk, if he asked for music, he wanted rock and roll, is what he would say. Like, that was his thing. Yes. And he's a, he's a little monster. So, gadgets. Tell me about your favorite fucking gadgets, Goon. The greatest gadget we ever had for any of our kids was like the wire fade, like bouncy chair thing. I was like, it was a very expensive brand. We bought one. It was some sweet Bjorn, baby Bjorn, it was called. It was like a $300 chair or whatever. I don't think we paid $300 for it. But, no. uh, that was like the, because a couple of our kids, like the only way they would sleep as toddlers was being rocked. Uh-huh. So this thing, I could set it in front of the couch and fall asleep with my foot on it and just bounce the thing. And I'd fall asleep and they'd fall asleep. Other than that, I'm talking like actually like holding them and rocking them until they sleep. And then you stop and they wake up. So yeah, this thing was a absolute lifesaver. It's just, yeah, like wire framed with a little seat in it. And my kids, yeah, a couple of them lived in those things for a while. That was those, their go-to Those are nice, but I, I would advise a nice like motorized swing like the one we had would swing forward and back or side to side and it was like dude my girls that was that was their jam like you could put them in a crib but they just get fucking mad if you put them in their swing they were very very happy and they're like strapped in and safe and you know they're they're going to tell you you know alone on their back in a crib but babies don't give a shit what they told you Nope. And you need to sleep. We didn't even do the crib. All three of ours were co-slept. Yeah. We would sleep in bed with mom for a, quite, a, quite a minute. That was how we did it. Hey. Like we never did the separate. For, for a while, I just had a twin-size mattress next to the bed, and I slept on that thing. And the, the mom and baby were up in the bed. Yeah, fuck you guys. I need to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hell yeah. Um, other gadgets. Um, dude, fucking shopping bags, just plastic sacks, all of them, all the time for all the things. Um, a station wagon. Yes. Listen. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's go back. Let's go back to the plastic bags here. Yeah. What about them? You didn't elaborate nearly enough for me. I <laughs> oh, you are going to have... Uh piles of wet clothing and burp cloths and, and smeared and t-shirts and, and okay. your pocket will be full of baby puke or uh <laughs> so the, that only happened to me one time but it was my oldest i was leaving for work and he was like i don't know a little under a year old i'm wearing my nice pressed embroidered chef coat on my way to my job and i pick him up and i hold him up above me and he puked right in the pocket I'm like, well, I guess I'm not looking fresh at work tonight. I got to put this in the laundry. It was all, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a great heckle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, they're puke machines for a while. Just, yeah. You need, you need the bags. Trust me. And a station wagon. You need a station wagon. Station wagon. Yes. Some Mustang isn't going to work out. No, the Mustang is not going to work out. <laughs> no. Listen, if you That's... fuck around, you're going to end up in a minivan. Yeah, don't do not do that. <laughs> don't do it. Find yourself a station wagon or a Jeep. Wagon. Or, okay. Yeah, like a Grand Cherokee, not a yeah. Wrangler. Is, is truck an option? or If, it, uh, if it's a crew cab and has okay. like yeah, four you... doors because of a yeah. baby seat, which they're going to be in for like two fucking years are yeah. big and clunky and you don't you need the full size cab trust me Get- um we had we had a jeep cherokee that i drove and when the third kid came along i couldn't drive the jeep cherokee anymore because i needed three car seats in the back seat yep and a cherokee yeah. is full. like there's three seats there but you're not put, putting three baby seats lincoln like, town like, car will fit three baby seats and yeah, like my daily driver is a, a three row um 
91 Caprice, the wagon yeah, is just a beast. <laughs> and 94 Caprice, and it was my favorite car I've ever owned. I'm super jealous. <laughs> Dude, find yourself a wagon. Giant car. Big. Big. Just, <laughs> like, you want people to look at you and go, this dude's compensating. And you're like, yeah, I am. <laughs> For the sheer weight of my balls. <laughs> I need a V8. You, you basically, these. you want the brand new car that grandma's drove in the 90s. Brand yes. new 90s. Dude, pay two or three grand for one of those. You'll thank me in 10 years. Like, dude, this thing's still fucking running. Yeah. I'm Some old lady like, drive. Like, yeah. All right. So I think that we we have talked enough. Let's let the Liberty Hippie say what the Liberty Hippie has to say. And we'll come back and... Yeah, so kids, the Liberty Hippie kids, wanted kids, to send man. you a message, um, Zero. They're quite an adventure. Um, I I'm going to say it. that. I have four from 11 down to just about five. Uh, so anything I have to say is uh, sort of like just a half thought, I guess, right? Because we're, we're only about halfway through. Still some, some time to go before uh, I can really have a, a good idea of where I cocked up and what I did right. But uh, some idea right now, looking back man um you know i've had kids for like a decade now and i i can look back at it and i can remember some things and there are so many blank spots where i just remember nothing i don't remember certain ages i just don't like i don't know just not there and uh that's it's scary you know when you think how fast these these years go by and the days will last forever sometimes and before you know it your kids are you know 11 years old I don't know, you know, pretty soon he's going to be like out of the house, right? He's going to be 18, 19 years old sooner than I can, I can recognize. And so hanging on to those things and, and cherishing those moments. And even when it's battle, uh, just knowing that like, this is, this is the one shot. This is the one time, right? And you don't get these times back. You don't get these emotions back. You don't get these relationships back to build. And maybe that's the reason why you have four kids, you know, you fuck up the first three and maybe you get it right for the last one. I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, really, yeah, just kind of digging in and, and it's tough, it's tough, it's tough, but um, trying to build those those positive uh, relationships with, with kids is is, uh, is big. I think a lot of people kind of get confused with, you know, what is building a positive relationship with your kids versus, you know, giving them everything and anything that they want, right? Um, it's huge. We have family that, you know, you spoil the crap out of kids and, and it's it's no good. They turn into these, these monsters and... Um, it's uh, I don't know. It's tough to do, right? Because you, you got a, a your, your daughter staring at you with big, big puppy dog eyes and crocodile tears. It's hard not to give in sometimes, but um, sticking sticking by your guns has always been a thing. And and on that, with you know your your wife, spouse, whatever, um, just maintaining that united front in front of the kids has always been something that that we've done well at. Um, and it it doesn't allow for them to to pick a side necessarily or to kind of drive a wedge between my wife and I, like if we both, you know, I might disagree with her and the way she's handling something, but, uh, you know, I'll call her on it afterwards, right? When the door is closed and no one's around to hear, we'll have that discussion later. We'll talk about that later. But to do that in front of the kids totally undermines both parents kind of respect or, or uh, parental authority. And I, you know, I've got family, like I said, I, I've seen it happen where those conversations are had in public and it's just, it's not the kids know it and the kids know how to, to play it and kids are smart and they will take advantage of those things. So um, that's always been a big one for us, just being mindful of, of conversations that we have in front of the kids. I think the biggest thing that I've learned has always been tough for me is uh, my, my first reaction when somebody asks me for something is to say no. And then if I want to change my mind, I can go back and I can change my mind. But if I say no, then I'm not letting anybody down when I say yes. And then I say no, because I say yes, you're going to say, all right, we're doing this. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. And then, then you feel bad. It, it works well enough. But at the same time, it's a lot harder to walk back a no than you think, because then you, you're almost losing a little bit of uh, integrity, right? Because you're going to say no, and they're going to say something. And then it's like, well, okay, let me think about it. If you're able to just tell them, hold on, let me think for a minute. And by that time, just think through before you say no, um, before you just react. It's uh, it buys a lot. Something I'm I'm still working on, and and will probably always will be. 
you know, thinking, thinking about your answers before you get them, get them out. It's tough to do, but uh, my brain just doesn't work that fast. And uh, I think it's important to kind of remember that you know, we look at kids and um, think they're not capable of things or they can't do this or they shouldn't do that. They Don't put your kids in a box. They It's amazing what they can do and what they will do. Um, when you expect them to do things, whether it's, you know, hanging their laundry or folding their laundry or picking up their dinner plate, whatever it may be, they are fully capable at a, at a young age. And I, I, I don't know, some people might disagree, but I, I think giving them responsibility at a young age really helps and they're capable of it. They, they truly are capable of, of doing a lot of things that uh, you just wouldn't expect them to do. You know, and, and if they can't do it, well, they can't do it and you dial it back. But um, setting setting the bar high, I think, is has been a good thing so far. And I think it will turn out in the end that, uh, that you know, they'll, they'll be used to to aiming high, I guess. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, don't, don't be one of those dads that doesn't change diapers. Um, I've, I've heard of such individuals and uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Get your, get your, get your hands in there. Got a bar of soap nearby, so you'll be safe. Keep the, keep the keys to the wood chipper handy. You, you never know when uh, you're going to need that sort of thing. You're, you're the parent, you're there, and that's, that's part of your job. Your job is to raise them up and uh, make sure that um, wood chippers go, go burr. I guess that's, that's it. Good luck to you. Good luck to your children, because fuck, they need it, right? That is the Liberty Hippie. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah, dude. Does he Zero, he might have a sexier podcasting voice than you do. He might. I I there is no might about it. He does. <laughs> late um, night jazz. Late night jazz radio host. That was uh, smooth as Dude, he's so fucking based. incredible. So fucking based. That was incredible. Absolutely. Um, he. I has, would like to. I would like to thank the Liberty Hippie for that. Absolutely, that, that was some great advice. So, all right. Is there anything you want to ask us, as you know, parents? Do you have questions? Yeah. Okay. So how do I do? Okay. Yeah. So like I said, I'm very apprehensive about holding the baby and like not breaking it. So what, what's like, what's the rule with like supporting their neck and stuff? Um, You're going to have most of their weight in one hand and you're going to be holding their head the other. Like it's like half and half when they're newborn. That head is... Your whole neck up, like two hands, and then like if you're putting them down, it's like you body then her, yeah, okay. And then like uh, do they like you never use a pillow for them, right? It's just like flat swaddle surface. them, swaddle them. them. If they, it depends on the kid. Two out of mine love to be wrapped like a burrito and just put down. And they just go to sleep. The boy, that did not work. <laughs> Our oldest liked it for a little while. It didn't last long, though. You learn your kid. like, And don't worry about breaking them, dude. They are tough little bastards. They really are. And, and back back to the question about holding a newborn. As soon as it, you're just, you just know. Like, they're going to hand you that kid and it's it's not like it'll just they'll fit right in your arm. Yeah, you're gonna be like a '90s rapper, like uh, baby. Oh, they'll be in like here. one hand on your forearm before you know it. Yeah, you'll be carrying them around like a football, going around corners, leaning into it, like yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. Uh, yeah, my <laughs> oldest, he was not very old when he like that was his spot. He wanted to lay on my forearm, and he would like gnaw on my finger, like. That he was just chill and just That was his spot. <laughs> yeah. And Everything next... you own is going to be covered in troll. <laughs> I have okay. a four-year-old. It's a thing. I have another question. 
when when you're staying like when they're keeping you up and you're desperate to go to sleep like what's i don't know like what like what's something different that i haven't heard of that gets them to go to sleep uh for us it depends on the kid um our first kid was super easy he was super chill baby our second kid was she was a nightmare uh she got like super bad so she was up crying all night and the only thing that would keep her sleeping was if she was in her car seat and i was driving but that wasn't uh she's going to sleep and i'm going to sleep no that was i'm driving around all night while the baby sleeps and mom sleeps like there was one night i seriously drove for two hours just around the county back roads just driving yeah. As soon as I pulled back onto our driveway, she woke up and started crying. So I just yeah. drove to my parents' house and said, here, mom, grandma took over. Like, that was... So, do either of you have parents nearby? Are the grandparents close? Yeah, my parents live, live close. Great. Get get mom on board. That's... Having other people that can step in, grandparents, uncles, aunts, friends, whatever people who can do that for you that is a godsend it does take a village man exactly yeah it used to be how we did it we had a whole village and everybody watched the kids you that is the thing you need like that is probably the biggest if you can do that that is absolutely massive yes absolutely what else you got zero That was, those were the only things I could think of. The problem is that, like, I don't know what I don't know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, the cool thing is that you now have a, a group of dads and Ladybird and Atana Mommy, and you can just ask us questions. Yeah. Great. Like, is this rash actually a problem? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> there will be lots of rashes. Yeah, is it is that shit really supposed to look like that? <laughs> Did you feed the baby roadkill? <laughs> what the fuck? Good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, some of that will just be the the rankest. Oh yeah, you some diapers. Be like, what? Where did this come from? What's that? Ooh. Oh shit! <laughs> 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 so, all right, Goon. Let Let's close this out because we have like eighteen minutes of Texas Joe, and. Hell yeah. I would like to kind of close out the show with Texas Joe because like, dude, he, he really brought some fucking emotion to it. And, um, if you've never heard insurgency knitting circle, you need to IKC is really fucking, it's a cool show. You know, it's real. And it, it, I like it. I don't know if you like it, fuck you, but I think um, it's I awesome. I follow him on uh, Instagram. Yeah. And I didn't know him. I mm. never put the I can insurgency knitting circle together. Mm-hmm. He just shit and I came across it and followed him. Now I know that's Texas Joe. That's cool. Yeah, dude. And he's on our Discord and Liberty yeah. Zero is on our Discord. Maybe I should make a fucking parenting channel. Uh, yeah. Um, how, how do you here? Here's here's a here's a question and my wife will hate me for this because she got really offended when she saw the, I, I made a joke on the discord and named everybody in this episode, parents of the uh, apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds right. I meant it to be funny, but it came across like really real. And she's like, fuck you, dude. And I was <laughs> 
don't get black pilled. Nope. Um, the minute you look into your daughter's eyes, you will be uh, the hardest white pilled you could possibly be because that's the only way you can be if you have kids. Like a black pilled parent is still that's like without hope that you're going to do something good for this kid. Yeah. I don't think if you're a black pilled parent, there's a problem. That's yeah, that's yeah. I can't even imagine. That makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, you're, you're an alpha. You're, you're good. You're set, bro. You're attractive. You're, you're, you know, a metal worker. Oh yeah. You're like seven foot three. You're doing well. (laughs) 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 Fucking Chad bastard. <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel like you don't get roasted enough. No, I know. <laughs> no, I have a grandpa and a father who take care of that. They Oh there you go. Yeah. They keep me home. Roasting they keep me home. <laughs> want to say bro i'm super fucking excited for you if you need anything you know how to get a hold of me same man Hit yeah. me up. Well, i appreciate that guys and i hope that this is used not just you but any new dads that are people still getting pussy is that a thing <laughs> i don't know I think you had to get it a while ago when you still have it. But I don't know if it's getting new. Are they still All, making new pussy? I, uh, I think I, it's been continued. <laughs> Some people get laid. Some Not people that listen to this podcast, but other people <laughs> get laid. <laughs> and I and I hope that uh, this helps them. Um, yeah, I have. Two people to thank, well, two sponsor people to thank. Um, We have Run Your Mouth Coffee, and that is run by the Liberty Hippie, who you heard earlier. He has, like, whiskey-flavored coffee. It's fucking delicious. Support the hippie, man. That dude is so fucking cool. You, You love his voice. You know you do. I know I do. Does coffee make my voice sound like that? It might. There's only one way. (laughs) And that's run your mouth coffee. So look them up, buy his shit. The other is agorasdakers.com. It's a seed company. They will give you a 10% discount. If you, uh, they will give you just money off. And... You can pay in crypto and they have really good shit. Like half of my fucking garden are these seeds and it's run by a psycho ass Florida man and his lovely, lovely lady. And he's a savage, but he has good seeds. So you should support him too. And I want to thank Texas Joe and the Liberty hippie and zero dude. I appreciate you spending the time i hope it helped is there to say no i mean i appreciate you having me on uh reaching out and you know putting this together uh for me and obviously for others but uh yeah mainly it's because you're pretty it's because you're pretty (laughs) before today (laughs) (laughs) you just tell yeah. <laughs> a voice we'll, like that, you had to. Break. We'll do this again in six months when you haven't slept in about well, six oh, months. Oh, that'd be a great. Part <laughs> that would be, oh, that'd be a great episode. <laughs> we'll both be drinking beer. You won't be drinking Gatorade. No, no, the Gatorade. That'll be a beer. <laughs> and you're going to get a belly. And a station wagon. Oh, the man. fucking station wagon, bro. The station wagon. <laughs> fucking vital. Oh, man. 
<laughs> That's going to take some getting used to. Listen, I'm going to have to warm up to that idea. Listen, I'm up in the north. I don't do the wagon. I drive a big old trailblazer. I need four wheel drive. We get snow. The wagon, if you don't get a lot of snow, the wagon is the way to go. I live in the snow belt. It's called snow tires oh, and alpha male skill. No, 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 no. You're in Ohio, bro. You don't <laughs> oh, fuck. So we're going to close out this episode with Texas Joe's audio, which is absolutely amazing. Thank you for being here. I hope this was helpful. Join the fucking Discord because all the people that are here are there and you can like converse with them. They're actually legit human beings. Even the women. Yeah, yeah even the women are actually decent. We have a decent group of women in our Discord. Yeah, yeah. It's oddly Not the worst. worse. <laughs> Absolutely. It's really low. It's really low. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, they're actually real whammon. And uh <laughs> they can answer questions. And Lady Bird is very smart, even if she doesn't talk a lot, she she will interesting. <laughs> yeah, she's right about things. So listen to her. She <laughs> seems try. She seems vicious a little bit. I get the feeling that she's a little bit like a Wolverine. Yeah. You know, small, but not to be fucked with. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's kind of scary sometimes, but it works. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, I'm going to close this out with Texas Joe and... Hey Zero, what up, man? The guys asked me to uh, to put this together for you and asked me for a little bit of advice to relay to you. So I wrote it, and then they Gonzo insisted that I come on and actually give it my own flair, since there's a lot of my own personality in the list. So um, I guess first things first. Number one, uh, the ba- babies they aren't Fabergé eggs. Uh, in fact, they're more resilient than you would expect. Babies flip flop at the most inopportune times in the history of the universe, um, they will occasionally end up on the floor. And any parent that says they've never dropped their kid is probably a liar. So (laughs) if the baby does flip-flop off the couch, it's not a big deal. They're not going to die. It happens, man. They do bounce. They do. (laughs) They do, but nothing seems to break. So... (laughs) Um, I've got two kids, both of them flip-flop their way off the couch or off of, you know, out of my arms or something at some point. Um, and they're, they're both fine. So you'll be all right. All right. Number two, um, high fevers. Um, I'm in a non-permissive environment right now. So I'm just going to say F high fevers. Um, there's nothing there, 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 I say there's nothing, but there are a few worse feelings in the world than the helplessness when your kid is sick and you can't possibly do anything to change it, even though you'd move heaven and earth to make them feel better. Um, yeah, F high fevers, man. Occasionally, it's, it's, it's not common for babies to get a 104 and up fever. Um, with extremely high fevers, they can get catatonic and unresponsive, completely unresponsive. Um, it's about the same thing as hitting the restart button on your game console. You know, um, it's kind of like their little bodies doing a, a reset. So, you know, follow the doctor's advice, um, figure out what, a uh, you know, a decent dose, if you're going to use some over the counter meds, you know, figure out what that dosage is now and be ready to use that. Otherwise just it's, it's bedside care and it'll run its course. So, um, number three, uh, figure out what they like to eat and keep a lot of it around. Right. I had one kid who loved sweet stuff like yogurt bites and, um, fruit. And then I had my second kid completely rejected it. All he wanted to eat was green beans and, and peas and and stuff like that. So whatever it is that they like, give it to them. They're getting a lot of nutrition from, you know, if, if they're nursing or, you know, they have, they have breast milk or, you know, you're giving them formula, stuff like that, that's balanced. It's, it's a pretty all around 
diet, pretty good all around diet. But if it, if you find something that they like and it's green beans, let them eat as much of them as they want, man. It's, it's not going to kill them. I mean, I wouldn't just let them sit there and eat and eat and eat, 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 but you know, (laughs) if, if they're throwing a fit and you can't get them to be quiet, man, that, that little dull cup of green beans with the tear off lid or, you know, even the dull cup of mandarin oranges with the tear off lid it dude those things will those things are worth their weight in gold so gotta quell the um, little beasties yes absolutely um and balanced nutrition is all for naught when you're gonna lose your ever-loving mind in public or something like that so um and if you are in public and somebody acts like a jerk tell them to go pound sand I'd love to say something more colorful right, right now, but non-permissive environment. <laughs> <laughs> um, assemble your team, right? Um, there are going to be a hundred people that are dying to get some time with that baby. Um, let them, <laughs> let them go relax, go recharge your batteries. You know, you guys go out and have a good meal, go have, you know, time to yourselves. Um, the family will be there. They'll take care of the kids. A lot of times it's your parents or other parents, you know, that have raised kids. Um, so they're capable of it. Just let your team support you and make sure they're there. Schedule them if need be. Encourage them to talk to each other. But if you have a team of family members and friends that want to help you out, let them just, I, I know it's hard. I've had two kids. You're like, I've literally handed, and this is the insanity. This is where I talk about the sleep and getting rest and stuff like that. I literally handed my son, and this is by the time my daughter was six. I handed my son to my father-in-law who raised two girls who then each had girls. And so he was like the fifth baby that had been in the rocking chair with Grampy. And I'm like, please just be careful. Don't break him. And he's like, dude, relax. This is like the fifth baby that I've raised. Don't worry about it. Go get some sleep or what, you know, go get something to eat. Chill out. So let your team support you. Uh, let's see. Oh, speaking of your team, take care of mommy. Okay. Postpartum depression is no bullshit, man. Um, and it, happens to dads as well as moms but it's more serious with mom she's got an innate sense of connection to that baby having carried that that child for nine months okay um she's likely going to have body image issues she's likely going to be suffering from separation anxiety separation depression stuff like that care for her what she just went through for the last nine months is all the justification that you need at that point. Take care of her, make sure she has what she needs. Um, your, your journey as a, as a dad is just beginning. And I'll, I'll get to that later. But the, the key to this is, you know, moving forward after the baby comes is, you know, support mom, support the baby. You know, there's going to be a million diapers. Don't, don't get frustrated. Um, but remember with the postpartum stuff, support her, love her, reassure her. And most important of all, um, respond, do not react and you should be fine. Um, that was, that was, yeah, that was hard for me to, for me to learn. So two kids and I think I've got it, but we're not willing to try for a third to test my hypothesis. So (laughs) I've got three and that. I I'm tapped out after the three man. So yeah, I, I feel it. Yeah. So instead of having a kid, I just have a bunch of animals in a farm, which is like having an entire school of kids. So a, a flock of children. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So my next point is uh, F a diaper bag. Um, seriously, the, the diaper bags that everybody goes out and waste their money on. Yeah, just I, I wouldn't even waste my time. When my son was born, I went and got a Stanley Fat Max tool bag, and I used that tool bag 
for the entire time that he was a baby, an entire time that he needed to have a bag like that of support items for him growing up. And then I've actually still got the bag. It's a, uh, it's my range bag and my first aid kit for the range now. I love so, that. That's um, a great. You're tip. not. <laughs> yeah. And it's got pockets for days. Right. Um, and if this Stanley fat max doesn't work, you know, Milwaukee's got some cool tool bags. The wall's got wall, some cool yeah. tool bags. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, it's not too soon to pick Team Yellow. You I'm can get saying. Gucci with it. You can. Yeah, you can. You totally can. And <laughs> it just, you're not, you're you're good. When you walk in somewhere, every other dad's going to be like, oh, why didn't I think of that? And then the next time you see them, they're going to have one. So <laughs> um, we joked around with outfitting a plate carrier and stuff like that with baby stuff, but it just, it wasn't as practical as a tool bag. So I just rocked the tool bag. I love it. Um, let's see. Uh, next point, buy all of the baby wipes. And I'm not joking when I say this, like if I knew how to source an 18 wheeler full of baby wipes, um, I would do it. And prepare yourself because you'll never want to use regular toilet paper again. Word. So you'll start using <laughs> you'll start using baby wipes um, on your your baby, and then just go ahead and that's one of the indulgences, right? Like you can now sit around later and in your PJs and watch cartoons again if yep. you stop that ever. Um, I mean, it's whatever, but. <laughs> Um, one of the indulgences is you can actually, you're just 100% justified in using baby wipes and nobody's going to even look sideways at you. you yeah. You've um, been wiping your ass wrong this whole adulthood. You, you know, oh, yeah. It's yeah, if, time to return. If you're not to on baby. that train, you're, yeah. If you're not on that train, your, 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 your life is, your life needs some, uh, some re, uh, readjustment. Um, and Keep them everywhere. Keep keep a pack in the in the diaper bag. Keep a pack in your backpack. Keep a pack in the glove compartment on the floorboard in the back seat in the trunk. Uh, stow them at your at your family and friends' houses. And um, if you accidentally leave one open, just grab the half half empty bottle of water that's on the back floorboard, rocking around, and just add some to the to the you know to the opening to the top of the uh, package. They'll rehydrate just fine. So that is that is some survival dad shit right there. <laughs> yeah, get creative, man. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not not gonna lie. You you, there's some. We have to. I may just do a standalone IKC episode on dad survival. Do it. So absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, so two of my go tos in the diaper bag. Familiarize yourself with uh, monkey butt powder. You can get it at Tractor Supply and uh dr smith's diaper rash cream this usually comes in like a tiny like a carmax or carmex uh the lip balm mm -hmm. usually comes in like a little white um little container that you just all and all you need is a little bit um it is the best thing that i've found for diaper rash and it works for chafing on dad as well so if you're out like doing family time and, and you get you know, rub for all, it'll definitely help you out. But those two things always had them in my diaper bag. Um, always, always, always have spare outfits. Mm -hmm. You, <laughs> yep. I have had days where I go through half a dozen, I have six, eight outfits. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it's plastic bags to put the clothes back in too yeah always stash yourself a couple of uh like just use grocery sacks once you come home from the store you got a kroger bag got an heb bag stuff a couple in the in the pockets of your uh of your diaper bag you'll be good um so this one when i wrote it i got emotional and i'm starting to choke up right now and <laughs> it's because <laughs> I'm I'm doing it again, man. Oh. Fucking kids, man. Remember when you were badass when you didn't have fucking kids? Yeah, when I had a disposable <laughs> income and I could build a really cool, awesome hot rod car. And Listen, stop reminding me. <laughs> we are fathers now. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So the most important part. The most important part. And I say this looking back at when my kids were in diapers and, and, um, uh, you know, were like 
couldn't talk yet, right? I'm now standing here on a second shift, staring at a car in the driveway in front of my op. And it's my daughter's car. She's learning to drive. And it's an emotional experience. But dude, if you don't listen to anything else I said, listen to this. Take pictures. Because one day, you're going to miss this. You're going to miss the exhaustion. You're going to miss the crying. You're going to miss the little pitter-patter. Um, the toys rattling or going off in the middle of the night and you drawing a gun because you think there's some kind of weird, creepy doll alive in your living room. <laughs> Chucky <laughs> capped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but seriously, man, um, you're going to miss this. I, I remember we were trying to sell a house. We couldn't sell it. We ended up renting it. And the family we rented it to, uh, the wife was pregnant. And it was, it gave us so much joy to rent that house to that family because we knew that they were going to start a family in that house. So take every single picture, every, every one, man, don't, don't miss it. Do you have any Whew. closing remarks you'd like to uh, <laughs> give to Liberty Zero? I do. Um I mentioned earlier that your your journey has just begun, um, and it, it indeed it has. Um, if you ever have questions, man, or you ever just have to vent or you have to scream or something like that, reach out to the community on this podcast or hop over and reach out to any of us dads on IKC podcast and. You know, if it's three o'clock in the morning, man, I'll, I'll, I'll take a DM. I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a call for another dad. I, I don't think that dads, and I, I think that men in general in our society today have become disconnected. Like we're all just ships in, in the fog. You know, we need to reconnect and make, you know, uh, genuine, sincere manliness and, you know, connection between men and, um, you know, raising our, our sons right, you know, raising our, our, our kids right. Um, we need to make that a priority. I think that the, the society nowadays, the world suffers from a lack of strong fathers, and that's what we need to be. Um, but my point in all that, man, is to tell you that your, your journey has only begun, and this isn't a race. Um, the the important part of that is to just enjoy the journey and go along with it. And that's about all I have. Thank you so much, man. That was, that was some powerful shit and I'm really looking forward to uh, sharing it and, and, you know, not just for zero, but for all the dads, give me your plugs and I'll let you go, dude. Thank you. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at IKC podcast. Um, you can find my podcast on any podcast aggregator app. It's called the Insurgency Knitting Circle Podcast. Um, I'm really into this, man. So I may just do a dad survival episode. Um, but if you guys are interested in that, um, hit me up. Uh, if you guys want to support my show and the work I'm doing, you can find this on a subscribe star. Um, so subscribe star.com forward slash IKC pod. And yeah, that's all I got. Thank you so much, man. Oh, I guess I can get a, give an email if anybody wants to get my email. Um, info at ikcpodcast.com. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Texas Joe. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. Just to close this out, I wanted to thank everybody that was involved in this. Um, the, the Liberty Hippie, Texas Joe, uh, Michigan and Lady Bird, you guys are all amazing fucking people, and I appreciate you guys taking the time. Zero, I appreciate you uh, letting us talk to you, and any other future parents that may listen to this, dude, um, reach out, you know? <laughs> There's no shame in not knowing something the first fucking time you do it. So, feel free to reach out. Join our Discord um, check out 
IKC podcast. That's Texas Joe's podcast. It's definitely got a lot of uh, value. A lot of different topics, everything from homesteading to security to, I mean, he's a really interesting dude, so check him out. Um, check out the Liberty Hippie at Homesteads and Homeschools. He has an archive of wonderful information, and we are going to get his sexy, cool jazz voice podcasting again because it's a crime that he's not. Um, and I think that about wraps it up. So we will be back. Uh, Callie and I are going to be discussing residential schools in Canada. So we'll have the opportunity to uh, not only shit on government and... Um, yeah, but Canadians too, which, which is a lot of fun. So looking forward to doing that. Keep an ear out. And I will talk to you again next week.